Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we bring in Mike Clemens now up in Green Bay at Packers OTAs, our embedded green and gold football reporter. Mike, when when you look at the, the past catchers, Aaron says there that MVS had a great offseason, but Jimmy Graham, I think, is going to be one of the most interesting ones in how he's going to have a lot of opportunities in this offense, the use of the tight end, but how much he's going to be able to stay on the field because he's going to have to block in this offense as well. Uh, even though Jimmy, what did he finish with last year, 50, 60 catches, there's so many crucial third-down plays where he's over the middle, one or two guys in coverage, and the ball's, you know, bobbled out of his hands, and Rodgers was asked today. So because the kinds of throws you had to make to Jimmy Graham last year, did it have to do with the, you know, you're playing out there playing on a fractured knee, you know, that you couldn't plan to make those throws? And he said, no, no. He said, it just, it was sort of a chemistry thing, a timing thing. And he says, I think that Graham will be better this year. And then, of course, for the last quarter of the season, Jimmy Graham is still out there playing with a broken thumb, and I don't know how, why they even threw him at that point, but Jimmy's still having too many drops here in practice, as is Jamon Moore, which was his problem all last year during the offseason, and frankly why the McCarthy regime wasn't trusting him much. I mean, he's so built and and powerful and could be, I think, a good possession guy over the middle. Uh, MVS, uh, you know, Equinemia St. Brown still makes very nice catches, uh, like he did today. Today, though, I thought it was interesting Last week, they had some big plays. I mean, they aired it out. They let Kaiser you know, show off and throw the ball 45, 50 yards down the field. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Marquez made a very nice catch, you know, number 83. But today, today, um, Alvin Witten uh, had Marquez, the second-year player, spend an entire period with an assistant coach, a quality control coach, just working on him coming out of routes. That's like a 10- or 15-minute period working on his first three steps and working on his head. And you see this kind of stuff all over the field. Last week it was LaFleur needling Jimmy Graham two or three times when they were in red zone and they're trying to get the ball to the tight end. He's like, no, no, don't look back until you get through halfway through the back end of the end zone. Then you look back for the ball. Otherwise you're telegraphing. I mean, and, and they don't care what these guys think, you know. And the guys all seem to be responding. Luke Butkus, assistant offensive line coach, he has no problem stopping David Bakhtiari and saying, no, 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 that's not what we're looking for when you break outside for these running backs. So these guys fundamentally think there's a lot of things that they need to change for the way they want LaFleur to have this stuff look on film when they get done with the practice. And they're not installing as much playbook as I thought. They're spending at least 60% of the time working on LaFleur's idea of fundamentals. It's going to be interesting because they're all going to listen for so long. But if this doesn't translate to wins on the football field, it will be interesting to see how much longer they continue to listen uh, to what these guys are having to say. I mean, you're talking about all pros. You're talking about pro bowlers, guys that have been doing it for a long time, now being told, "Mm, what you're doing there is wrong. I'm going to tell you the better way to do it. 
yeah, okay, I'll listen to you for the time being, but if this doesn't work and we end up losing uh, football games, I may go back to doing it the way I want to do it. No, and, you know, two and a half months ago, a lot of these guys with just a couple of years of NFL experience, if it's that, had me really concerned. But after working every day for the last two or three months and now spending three weeks, eh, you know, maybe 15, 20 practices, uh, individual practices, workouts with these players, these young coaches are, are much more sure of themselves. And they're not cocky. Uh, they're, they're very descriptive about things. It, it's fresh. And, and, you know, they're telling us. They're telling us directly some of the things they're seeing from some of these players. And so it is fresh. It, it, there's a lot of things where you could say, or now, when I compare to the things that, you know, it, a year ago at this time, it's like, well, it's Mike McCarthy, it's Joe Philbin. These guys have been there. They've they've won 19 games in a row. They went to the playoffs eight years in a row. They got a Super Bowl ring. You know, you have to respect that these guys are going to get the thing back on the rails and they're going to be contenders again. And now, when I look back at some of those things that they were saying and the way they handled practice, it did it does look stale when you compare. There's so much more energy now, but you know what a huge setback for. The, the energizer of all these guys, and Matt LaFleur, a guy who a week ago is running around on the field, dipping his head into, into the huddle, hearing how not Aaron Rodgers is calling the play. You know, not Kaiser or Boyle or, or, or Manny Wilkins. He wants to hear how number 12 is calling the play. Is it accurate? Then they break the huddle, and he runs to the back of the backfield, lines up like he's a safety, wants to see the play coming at him, and then he's chasing down Jimmy Graham. Or Devontae Adams would say, no, 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 I want you to cut this way, then veer that way. You know, I mean, I haven't seen that since Pop Warner or high school, really, but that's the way he wants to do it. And then I asked him today after practice, when he showed up in a golf cart halfway through practice, how did he damage that Achilles tendon? <laughs> I wish I could give you some uh, crazy, like, dunk story or anything like that, but we were playing on 10-foot hoops, and everybody knows I can't jump that high, so... Um, it just, I missed a shot and I went for a rebound and as soon as, as soon as I made that explosive movement that I was talking about, um, I felt, it felt like somebody kicked me and there was nobody behind me. So I had a pretty good idea of what it was right away. Well, you must have thought as much as I'd like to be with those players or in the huddle, frustration about there, huh? Yeah, but you know what, if I'm just going to try to keep it as positive as mindset as I can and use it as a, as a teaching moment for our team and hopefully that they'll realize, you know, bad things can happen if you play a little hoop, but uh, like I said, I think it could have happened out here on the field as well, so... You, it definitely could have happened on the field, Mike, the, the way that you're explaining him putting in this offense and, and being so hands-on. What has it been like as a player reaction that you've gotten in in the locker room with the younger guys, I imagine they're they're much more open to it. But like Sparky said, when you're talking about vets and guys that have been around the league, there there can be a little bit of pushback at certain points. Uh, I you can get more uh, from the veterans, you know, off mic about how bad it was last year than you can get. I don't think they know yet about this, but they seem to appreciate the energy that it's a new day that the slates are clean and everybody sort of has to prove themselves. And I think when, I suppose, death charts actually start coming out, you know, for real, when you get into training camp, then that's when you'll find out whether or not you like your coach or not, you know, if you're going to take a back seat to somebody. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm not going to get, uh, I still think that this is a team that's, 
that's really going to have to compete to beat the Bears week one. All right. I mean, it just that's just the way it is. It takes so many things to go to have to go right to win a football game, and to be experienced as a game manager of a head coach in an NFL football game. So they've got so much that they're going to have to learn and prove to themselves. You know, getting through the season, getting through September, getting through October. But um, just every day you're up here, you just realize. Um, that it was time for uh, some kind of a change. Um, you're just, tr- you know, you're trying to trust the experience. There's there's gaps, though, too. You know, like at the tight end position, to have Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis in there, and then, then you like you go back nine years to get to Robert Tanyan. You know, there's, it's like you'd like to have a five-year guy in there. There's a couple of gaps in some positions like that that, you know, bother you when you're watching these guys. The other thing is, the way these practices have been structured, usually by this time, I could tell you two or three guys, like a defensive back, a, maybe a linebacker, somebody that's really standing out. And having a, I can't tell you that because they're not doing enough 11-on-11 or those kinds of drills where I can see those kinds of matchups. And part of it is because the fundamentals are working on. And secondly, I think the team is even more secret about what they're showing to the public and to the media when they have these practices. All right, well, then tell me this, Mike Clemens. Who who looks like to be in better shape than they were last year? And is there anybody that doesn't look to be in as good a shape as they need to be? I haven't seen um, I haven't seen anybody that looks like they're in bad shape except for Mike Daniels, who's still not really practicing, and that's interesting. If people think that uh, you know he could be a trade commodity, it's like, well, I'm not sure I'd want to trade for him right now because I can see pictures of Daniels at practice right now, and he doesn't have a helmet on. You know, uh, Balaga. They'll have him on like some of the uh, preliminary run-throughs at right tackle, but when they start going you know, full speed and helmet and shorts, um, he's out. And they'll, today they had uh, Billy Taylor, uh, the, guy, the guy they picked up from Denver. He was playing right guard last week. Now he kicked out to right tackle. They want to see what he looks like at, at tackle, uh, you know, as opposed to Spriggs. So, you know, Blog is not 100%, and they don't have to play till September, but, you know, those are the kinds of things that, make you go, hmm. Tell me this, Mike Clemens. When we talk about the depth on the offensive line, do you feel any better about it now than maybe you did heading into this? Yeah, I do. I, you know, actually I do. Because, you know, when if Corey Lindsley isn't there and Patrick Lucas shows up and he can play center, well, he's been here three or four years. And there is there is a little bit more of a veteran feel to it. And, and I think Turner's a versatile guy. And you still got Justin McCray who's worked out. Um this, the big question this team still needs to answer is, who's Bakhtiari's backup at left tackle? Remember, he was banged up, and, but if Rodgers was going to play that Jets game, boy, he, he, you know, he went through the whole game. And as soon as Rodgers left that 31-zip you know, blowout against the Lions, they took Bakhtiari out, and that didn't help Deshaun Kaiser at all. Mike, what about the two first-round picks, Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary? Savage, with his great speed, got burned um, on a boot on a keeper 45 yards downfield from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which, I mean, and, and, and there was time for him to identify and realize that he's going deep, turn and close, and he couldn't. So I don't know if the good news is that MVS 83 is faster than your first-round pick or, or what. But, um, I, you know, that, that's, you know, the big thumbs, thumbs down against you know, but... Aaron said today he thinks that Savage is doing fine, you know, making progress, uh, et cetera. And Roger said today, in general, you know, with adding the two Smiths at linebacker and just 
enough guys out there to be in the second year of Patton's defense. He said they're tougher. He said they're playing better. You know, and, and he had compliments to throw around with. And, and he says that Blake Martinez is doing a great job, you know, calling the shots on there. And he thinks that Oren Burks, the, the other inside linebacker who really kind of flamed out third-round pick last year with the – remember he banged up his shoulder warming up against the Raiders and, like, missed the first month. They think that Burks is getting more snaps with first team and that he could help out Blake uh, – Martinez at inside linebacker. That would be a nice sideline to sideline guy to have there and, and pair with Blake. Mike, you're one of the smartest guys I know. You're our embedded green and gold football reporter. So I ask you, do you know how long Summerfest has been a practicing music festival in the state of Wisconsin? Uh, since 1968. 51 years. A caller 51 to 414-799-1250 gets a pair of Summerfest tickets. Mike, appreciate it, man. I've been to most of them. See you, boys. <laughs> Take but you remember all of them. I do. I do. Yeah. He says, I do. I do. Yeah. It should be a podcast. Good way. Good way. Mike, appreciate it. We'll talk soon, buddy. Thank you, Big Show. That's Mike Clemens, our embedded green and gold football reporter, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.